Talbot is playing his first game of the series in place of Marc-Andre Fleury. Perron to the goal line. And in front, they score! Ryan O'Reilly, and it's 2-0 St. Louis. Knock it through and they score! Tavisenko, another power play goal. Blue by four. Then you're left in the dust. Unless I stuck by ya. You're a sunflower. I think your love will be too much. Or you'll be left in the dust. Unless I stuck by Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to another victorious edition of the Two Guys One Cup podcast. It is uh, Friday, May 13th. Wow, look at that. Um, where I am, I'm not quite that in St. Louis, although it's pretty darn close. Um, and Four more uh, minutes. Jason Voorhees does not appear to be coming after the Blues, although maybe he'll come after one of us on this podcast. Who knows? Um, as the Blues have advanced by a score of five to one. Um, I almost I almost wish the Wild had gotten a second goal in this game just so we could have had three straight five twos to win the <laughs> series. But in any case, um man, I feel like our excitement's almost muted, but I, it's, it's, just, it's over. What a game. What a game. If you, <laughs> if you caught me right at the end of the second period, I would have been bouncing off the walls. <laughs> but, but yeah. Um, uh, hard to recall. I mean, they've been, you know, they've been some pretty recent games here, but definitely like their best period of the entire series was the oh, second yeah, period. For sure. The special teams, you know, be damned. I don't care that it was just the power play, whatever. I saw some people like, well, it's their power play. And I'm like, yeah, man, that's part of hockey. And it looks freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the thing. I think that's a good place to start because I don't know. I'll have to look it up um, and see how we did in the whole series, but I mean, our PowerPoint was, was killer this series. And I came into the series um, saying that, you know, I think I said on that uh, preview that I did with the hockey writers that like they said, the boys won the series if, and I said, if they can draw a lot of penalties and um, they did, they drew enough and they got enough in these games to, to get the wins. They were two of six tonight. I believe they were two of four um, in the last game, uh, two of one of two, sorry, in the last game, but you know, most nights they're having 30%, 50% on the power play. Um, and that did ultimately define the game. A lot of the games we won, we had the edge and power play goals, um, I thought our penalty kill looked even better than our power play in this game. <laughs> I thought mm-hmm. we won. There was that one stretch in the first where we weren't even looking that good, where our penalty kill got on the ice and was putting on more pressure than our five on five unit. You know, it was it was really um, a power play or a, a special teams domination in this series. Um, and I think I think the you know kind of the capstone on this whole series is the blues were the far better team. Um, and the only reason it wasn't even uglier than it was is that at times Kirill Kaprasov was just, uh, an unstoppable monster of a player. Um, 
finishing with what was it seven goals in mm-hmm. six games in the playoffs um like that's as many goals as some people have on like long deep runs on like long, <laughs> third deep playoff runs yeah. yeah uh seven goals and an assist he played 19 minutes a night um he you know was just a, an absolute he got got both of minnesota's game winning goals he was just an absolute beast in this series so good um you know i really hope that they find a way to make this team at least competitive during their cat massacre era because uh, you know it would be a shame for that guy to as much as i don't necessarily want to bump the wild it would be kind of a shame for a player that good to be used on a team that's just kind of fighting with the cat penalty for two years or three years but um enough about enough positive about the wild we can kick their ass (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I saw somewhere a uh, tweet or something, a comment to the basically to the extent of that the Blues really only ever lost the Wild when they didn't have like a defensive lineup ties, you know, when they didn't have Letty, when they didn't have Portuzo for the game two and three. That's when the Wild, uh, you know, managed to win both those games there. And it was just like, it seemed like when we had a more full, um, defensive pairings back there more full defensive unit we were i won't say it's like super easy but they made it look fairly easy to shut down the wild i mean it was kind of silly at the beginning when people were sort of saying well if they shut down Kaprizov, that's it for the wild i don't know if it was silly but i guess i was thinking to myself well they've got other players they've got kevin fiala they've got you know joel erickson ek, ek, ek. they got they have other people <laughs> but and ek did show up in this in this um series in different games like fiala had zero goals sucarello you know mm-hmm. fed the puck to to Kaprizov, and i think he got at least one goal but like a lot of their guys just weren't there and i don't think it's because they didn't want it i really think it's just because the blues defensively actually played way better than i thought they were capable of quite honestly like I thought Brick yeah, had a really good game tonight I think Letty has proven that he's like a much bigger asset to this team than we thought at least in this playoff stretch mm-hmm. um they I was just very impressed I was impressed obviously with the goal scoring but we know that the Blues can do that I was impressed that they were able to lock it down the way they did yeah and I think we saw them um learn and grow as the series went on you know a couple of games early on uh, they made a, a poor decision to pinch when Kiro Kaprizov was on the ice and immediately got burned going mm-hmm. the other way. And then later in the series, you saw anytime Kaprizov was on the ice, those defensemen were high, high, high in the zone and about as close to the blue line as you could get. And, you know, I mean, I think I think they had pretty high confidence that they could press and score and, and be aggressive when Kaprizov wasn't on the ice and that they could contain um, any other line that the Wild would throw out there. And, and you know, did Kaprizov score last game? Because he certainly didn't score this game. So Yeah, he you know, scored two last game. It was two last game. Those were both of his goals. Oh, right. That was mm-hmm. the two power play things. But, like, um, you know, final five periods of the series, he shut out and shut down. And, um, you know, those were probably our most dominant stretch of the series. So, it really became a story of neutralizing him and the rest of the wild didn't show up. And I think our team got better. You know, our offense got better and more diverse as the series went on. O'Reilly looked great. Saad started scoring last game and continued to deliver, obviously, Tarasenko. 
um, had played his part. Um, but you saw Kyru, I think, grow in confidence as the series went on. Um, mm -hmm. Bozak and and Pareko with the empty netter got on the score sheet. Still haven't seen a goal from Thomas or Buchnevich, I don't think. Um, but, you know, that doesn't have to be a bad thing because maybe those guys show up in the next series. I don't mm -hmm. think either of them were negatives um, by any stretch this season. It was this series. It was just... Um, they're you know they weren't necessary to uh winning the series um i just had a thought in my head and it escaped me oh i did want to just quickly kind of go through the flow of the game i thought the blues looked i don't want to say bad but certainly looked you know a little on their heels maybe in the first period for a lot of it um, and then i was kind of only half paying attention when nick letty dangled around um, somebody and took a, a wish wrister from someplace that you would never expect Nick Letty to shoot from. And um, Cam Talbot also never expected <laughs> Nick Letty to shoot from there. Uh, and I will say, we haven't talked about it yet. You live by the Talbot and you die by the Talbot. I certainly don't think that he was the reason the Wild lost this game. Um, but I think... <sighs> I think Dean Evison was pretty damned if you do, damned if you don't in this one, because right. if you lose the series with Marc-Andre Fleury on your bench, unless your replacement for him has one of those, you know, oh, well, he made 32 of 33 saves and his, you know, offense just couldn't find one that night. Like, uh, it's going to be hard to explain having the future Hall of Famer on your bench, but at the same time, Flurry had looked pretty bad, and there were plenty of fans who were like, well, Talbot hasn't had a regulation loss in 170 days. And it's like, well, now he has. Um, <laughs> he really, I mean, it's it's also like you put a guy who hasn't played in two weeks yeah, in an elimination cold. game. It's like that's also a huge risk. Um, on the other side of this, I think Bennington looked probably – I think this was probably his best game of the series so far. Mm -hmm. Um had really good rebound control and just looked really confident. And as we've already talked about, I think that's kind of the best thing that possibly could have happened for the Blues in these playoffs um, is him getting his confidence back. And um, he's, he's just the starter again. Now that's just how it is. I mean, that could change if, you know, he could get blitzed by the, uh, avalanche anyone could in the first couple of games of that series and and you know they could choose to go with Huso down to nothing but um you know barring unforeseen circumstances i think bennington has the crease back and i know there were people who who you know vehemently denied this but i think it is impossible to cogently argue that that's not a best case scenario why would you not want the guy you're paying the most money to be the guy that's performing well in goal for you. I just don't, I don't see any argument other than that, you know, mm -hmm. it's not saying that you don't want the best goalie in that. It's saying that you want the best goalie to be the guy you're paying to be the best goalie <laughs> and paying a top 10 goalie salary to, you know, mm -hmm. um, and he's a champion. He performs when, uh, when the big games are on the line and he did it here. Uh, as you mentioned, the second period um, was probably our best of the series. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I was say this one, a lot of it was defined by special teams, but I really thought like that's if that's where the series is going, um, and it feels like it kind of was. I mean, it seemed like there was a fair amount of calls on both sides this whole series. I don't think it was really skewed one way or the other. 
you want to be you want to be good I'm sure at the wilds teams. would disagree with you but yeah like i'm sure there's always i'm Mr. sure michael russo has his thoughts yeah i'm sure michael russo's got a lot of thoughts i'm sure he never doesn't have a lot of thoughts um but yeah i mean i thought the blues played amazing Edmonton did win by the way Apparently. yeah i just saw that they're for, forcing game seven can they win in edmonton probably um but <laughs> it would be fun if they didn't there's there was a lot going on in the second period when it came to like power play time. Like O'Reilly got his fifth um, of the playoffs, which is kind of nuts. I think that kind of went maybe not mentioned as much. Like he he was such a stud as the playoffs went on or as the series went on. Like I thought he so, was already playing again? well. Who? Oh, O'Reilly. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was really good to start the series, you know, dependable as always. But like as it went on, um, you could tell that he was getting under the wild skin for just like being – a good, a good, reliable player. I mean, we talked about it a little <laughs> bit last game. They were just trying yeah. to check him and hit him for, I don't know, just because, just to try and get him off his game. But that's not really, that's not really his thing. Um, mm-hmm. So it really worked. I mean, that power play goal. I get there's not much you can do in like a bumper play when you you can't not let a guy post up in front because like you can't send a guy out to guard him and then have no one in front of your goalie. I suppose. Uh-huh. He's just completely wide open. They had a shot of it where it's literally just him facing Talbot in the shot, and that's it. It's just the two of them from behind Talbot. Um, it was a great play. Tyler Bozak's goal uh, came like four minutes after that. Also great. That was all Alexei Torbchenko. That guy, uh, limited minutes, obviously, being a fourth liner and all, but he doesn't look scared out there in his like first playoff stint. That guy is gaining more and more confidence as well. Huge dude cuts to the front of the net. I thought this was going to be a goal by him, but I mean, yeah. he forces he forces Talbot but to it sp- sprawl out. Was the goal. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, it forces Talbot to sprawl out. Uh, bounces off Talbot, goes to Bozak for the rebound. Um, goal and it's in. And like at, at that point, I was like, man, we are it's three nothing, we're steamrolling them. We get another Aren't power play go? goal. Go ahead. I just wanted. I just wanted to add that he only played seven minutes in this game, but he he really he has looked good. He, yeah. He's he, especially in that second period. He really was apparent and making his presence known. And you know, he played seven minutes, but he had he was tied for the lead in hits um, with Nick Whitey <laughs> on the entire team. Nobody, um, Letty and Torchenko both had two. Nobody else had more than one. Um, he had a blocked shot, a big block shot in a critical moment, and he basically created this goal. I mean, he looked he looked great. I would say, yeah, for limited time, I mean, obviously, then every one of your shifts kind of goes on the microscope. That's why it feels like fourth liners get shifted out. They're the easiest ones to, to change, and they're also the ones where it's like, well, if you make a big mistake, like, dude, that that was one of your three shifts in the game, so we're going <laughs> yeah. to bench you. And yeah. I thought he made an impact every time he was on the ice. Um, they talked about it a lot. I was only able to get the TNT broadcast. They actually talked about him quite a bit. Um, he was mic'd up, which I thought was kind of fun um, in the sense that I don't think any Blues fan would ever be like, oh, they got Torbchenko mic'd up. What a character. I can't wait to hear what he says. He was just like our fourth line guy. I'm pretty sure all he had yelled. The yeah, time I was, thought that was yeah. so strange that they mic'd him up. But um, Someone, but someone went gone. to... Someone meant to Mike Tarasenko up and they got confused. <laughs> Give me the big Russian guy. It's like, Alex yeah, what's like, his okay, name? I mean, it's like, it's, temp, it's, it's ter- you got, it's the T one. That guy's got a T. That's right. Um, 
And then speaking of Russians, I actually thought Bushnevich for yeah, a guy that didn't score any goals in this in this series. Like I thought he had a really good game tonight too. Like I think he could have had a couple um kind of fanned on a few, but like I thought he was really good on the four check. And I thought he's got really good um, as they say on the on the TV, very active stick. I think he does a lot in terms of like breaking up passes, trying to get on guys, uh, forcing turnovers. I, I mean, I really thought everyone tonight had a great game and everyone had like a little bit of a standout here and there. Um, but yeah, that second period, that was, it was just all blues. I mean, first you have the, the multiple power plays, so you're going to have most of the possession time. But on top of that too, when it went to five on five, they, it, the wild just couldn't get anything going. I mean, at one point in the first period, it was like 12 shots to like five or six for the wild. And then I think in the second period, it ended like 26 to 15 for the blues. Like it's ridiculous. They went on like a 12 shot run. They went on more than 12 shot run. They went on like a 22 shot run. I'm pretty sure is what they said um, at one point it's, it was a clinic and you want to see that you want to see that at home. You want to see that um, them have the confidence for that. And I think that's one other big thing about this whole series is that the blues just looked more confident. You could tell that half of this team has won a cup before, like even when they were down two one. I mean, I, I was nervous. I'm sure lots of fans are a little nervous, but like, I just, you didn't see that from the team. They didn't look like they were like super phased by that. Um, and as the series went on, it just seemed like no matter what the score was, I mean, even when they were down, I think it was like two one or two nothing. In the last game, they it, it just seemed like they were they buckled down pretty quickly, and I think the Wild just never really had an answer for that. Um, mm-hmm. They just never had another gear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's a good way to put it. I think the I think this game, this whole series, really went south when the Wild when the blues went south, like the, the only times the blues struggled, it's that old adage of like, well, nobody can beat them, but they can beat themselves. Like, I don't, I want to resist the urge to be too harsh to the wild, but I don't know that I need to, like, I, I don't think they did anything particularly <laughs> well in this series, other than that Caprizov was really good. Other like, than have yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, am I, do you think I'm being unfair? Like the one of the, at least one of the games they won, they got a lot of the lucky bounces and they won it handily. I'm not saying it was like a close game, but it was one of those games where it was like, well, that seems like the, the score didn't really justify what happened there. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, I agree. Like, I think their offense was all Kaprizov. Um, I thought Flurry was halfway decent. You know, I don't think any one of those games, it was like, oh, Jesus, Flurry, you're costing them this game. But I just mm-hmm. didn't think they, they didn't have much else as far as like an identity goes uh, they yeah. always talked about that grief line which by the way i don't know why but in my head i'm like i get it's supposed to be greenway and and full and erickson eck and felino so it's like g-r-e they get close yeah that was like a non-factor no i don't to me to me in retrospect greenway was playing like 12 minutes a night yeah, like in retrospect, I'm like, was this line good for them in the regular season? I think it was fun. I think it was like, oh, we really like this line. They score, you know, they score here and there. But I was like, are they like productive? Like, mm-hmm. are they like a really good NHL line? I kind of figured because they have a name and stuff. And I looked it up and I was like, they're kind of, they're fine, but they're nothing like crazy for as much as they talked about them to start the series. I was like, this is not, this is not like a problem line. 
Um, yeah, I mean, you own the third period and it's mostly, I mean, the Wild had most of the possession numbers, but like, again, that they're the team that's pushing. I think they got at least a power player too in that, in that period as well to try and even it up a little bit. Um, Matt Dumba, you know, Matt Dumba scores a goal. I, I texted you, I had gotten reasonably nervous. It was four to one, but I was like, oh no, you never know. Was this, a, this could happen. <laughs> there was a brief period here where we let the foot off the pedal a little bit and started yeah. doing what we did in that one game that I hated. I think it was game four where we um, had had the big lead because we played really aggressive and played really smart. And then we're like, okay, well, we'll just let them have the puck for a while. And it was like, um that that happened for a brief period around this Dumba goal but then I feel like we really stopped it we cut it out we got more possession we drew a couple penalties and and just kind of saw the game out and were pretty stifling there towards the end I don't think they had any real late game opportunities um and then Pareko obviously had the empty netter but like um it was just a kind of a five minute flash where I was like, Oh, I don't like this. I, I wasn't ever, I told you, I was like, I'm not there yet, but I could be if they score again. And I, I didn't ever quite cross that line, but I definitely saw a couple of dump ins that I was like, could you guys not, could you, <laughs> could you not do that? <laughs> it it was know? interesting to see them with their late power play. And I thought for a second there, I was like, Oh, they're just passing, you know, they're trying to kill time, but they'll like shoot it. And they, and they never shot it. And I was like, wow, really? So you're not going to try and like make it five one, which is cool. I get it. You're up three goals. I think there was only like four minutes left when the power play was done. So I understand, but I was also still sort of like, you should try and score. I don't know I was, what Brock I was kind of blown away and like, not necessarily in a bad way. I was like, really? So you really are just going to pass around the outside. This is very interesting. I don't know what, uh, what broadcast you were watching, but at the end of that, on the TSM broadcast or uh, TBS broadcast, TNT, whoever, um, Tarasenko made like a cross zone pass back to somebody and it got mm. intercepted and he got a real scolding. From oh, yeah. To do that. <laughs> like, um, that's a dangerous pass. I'm like, come on, bro. Come on. Which, what's we his can, face? We could have met now, right? He's the Butch um, McCord or something like that. He's the, uh, he used to do color for the islanders and i actually kind of like him even though he's an old a really old hockey man uh-huh. I, I kind of enjoy his like yeah i thought it was good overall it was just that one take was kind of like all right oh, man, we get it i know he was like if they intercept that pass it could go very wrong very quickly and i was like <laughs> calm down bro just cause <laughs> in real quickly two things i discovered looking for hockey tweets while i found uh, while you were speaking, first of all, did you know that My Chemical Romance released a song today? I Their did. I have not years? listened to it. Though. I haven't either. We'll have to listen to it. Second, I saw this tweet. I'll send it to you. Uh, <laughs> it's not good. It didn't get me quite as good as whatever one we saw in the last episode. Um, but it's it's uh, Congressman Madison Cawthorn tweeting. Imagine if we spent forty billion dollars on veterans. And the Brat Pack retweeted it and said, Lou Lamorello to the Islanders owners in the job interview. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it got me good. Um, that's why, so, that's yeah. uh, what's his face is holding them back. Trot's just in a lot more ventures. That's right. That's right. Um, so, yeah, the Blues won this game. Kulikov committed a boneheaded penalty late. Um, like you said, the, sh- the Blues had four shots in the first two in the third and 21 in the second. 
<laughs> so uh, maybe not your most even game, but um, they scored in the six shots they had in the first and third, they scored two goals. So, you know, they made it count. Um, but I mean, I think even despite that lopsided um, appearance to the goals or to the shots and everything, I mean, I, you can't argue that the Blues didn't pretty pretty well dominate this game. I don't think even in the first period, I didn't feel like the wild looked particularly threatening, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and this is the case where the, the wild had a, a fairly, fairly distinct edge in Corsi four um, at even strength, but the blues had an uh, edge in Corsi four and a noticeable edge in expected goals at, um, f- at you know, all strengths, including the power play and, you know, you said it a couple times already. That's the nature of this series. But I really don't. I have no desire to participate in that kind of. Well, that's sort of a problem because it's the power employer. You can't be just a power employer team. It's like, yeah, you can. You can if mm-hmm. if you win that way. <laughs> like, right. and I don't think we're just a power play team. But like, if that's how the series is going to go, and you win it in six games and you win it handily, then who cares? Yeah, I'd say if there if there's more calls one way or the other. I can get some complaining, but it really is pretty even in every single game in the series. And then on top of that, too, um, it's a it's a problem if you're a power play team and it's the playoffs and maybe they're from, I don't know, the playoffs even a couple of years ago or like there are no calls. You get away with murder and you'll never be on the power play. Um, but at least in this first round, there's been quite a few calls. Yeah, they um, seem to really be calling everything. Yeah, they mentioned a few podcasts, like 31 Thoughts or 32 Thoughts, um, that I guess at the end of the season last year, a, a lot of players actually spoke up about how they wanted the rule book called in the playoffs. And I think, mm-hmm. I don't know, the refs or the ref committee or whatever was like, are you for real? Is that really what you want? And they're like, yeah, we would like the standard to be called. And so I don't know if that, you know, if that got lost or, and that just so that this is, as, you know, I don't know. It has nothing to do with that, or if it actually has something to do with the fact that they spoke up about it. But either way, across the entire first round, there's been a lot of a lot of penalties called. So yeah, it, it behooves you to be good in special teams. Um, yeah, we'll see and if I that think, continues. I think two things. I guess on one hand, I I heard one of the Dangle guys. I think it might have been Steve, but it could have been any of them say something like they were talking about a, a, a fairly fairly marginal call especially for the playoffs and then they kind of stopped themselves and were like no i'm not going to complain about the thing i always wanted for the all these years you know like i'm not going to be that guy um but the other the other part of it is is like you think you think you're going to win a series against the avalanche without having tip-top special teams like Come mm-hmm. on, that's not a chance. You gotta, you're gonna have to take advantage when you have the advantage, and you're gonna have to survive when you don't. Um, and you know, I think we're in a position to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. Feels like a feels like a really good series win to me. And I think we've I've said this a few times, but like you almost couldn't have scripted a series. I don't think better for for the Blues and their confidence and and you know, really their long-term outlook um, than this one, other than maybe Thomas being a little more involved offensively. You've got mm-hmm. O'Reilly looking good and feeling confident. Uh, you've got Perron 
you know, looking great, which, you know, you got to go negotiate a contract with him now if you want to keep him, but at least, you know, that he's still real good um, at the <laughs> moment. Tarasenko, same thing. Like he's got confidence and, and if you're thinking about his future, whatever that looks like, you've got some clarity there. Um, and then the two big ones, I think Perunovic making any sort of impact in this series is such a like unexpected in, inconceivable blessing and, <laughs> and you know it's like gravy on top of everything else that he at first of all is playing at all and second of all is playing meaningful minutes in a playoff series and contributing on the score sheet and, and looking really good I mean that's a huge for your future um you know we can talk in the offseason about trades and and people who are likely to get traded and he's certainly a name that will be mentioned in trade rumors um, but to me, he's a guy you protect pretty clearly unless you're just absolutely blown out of the water. And then the big one we've already talked about to me is the Bennington thing. I just, I, I don't think you can stress enough how big a deal it is for him to be right and in going into right. the next series confident and you don't know what could happen. Maybe the abs just absolutely beat the brakes off of us. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen. I, I'm we'll, we'll talk about it. I'm not confident that they're going to win by any means, but I don't think it's going to be just a blowout. You know, we get completely wrecked sort of series. Right. Um, I just think, yeah, I think there's a whole lot of positives and almost no negatives coming out of this series other than some of the defensive injuries and uncertainties there. Do you have any uh, disagreements with that? No, I mean, yeah, so long as, the defensemen seem like they're healthy and maybe with these other series having to play tomorrow and Saturday and possibly Sunday with uh, games tomorrow, maybe going to seven. Um, mm-hmm. It's nice that they get this little break, like three or four day break before they got to start playing again to get uh, some rest. But yeah, I, I mean, overall, it's just funny because when you're in the series and you're in game two and three and four and they gotta the blues gotta tie the series up in game four and things like that and then you're in you're in game five of minnesota it just never feels easy or it doesn't feel yeah. like a breeze and it, it wasn't necessarily but then when it's over in six and you look back on it and you kind of pick through it a little bit with some 2020 vision it's like wow so this really was never actually like that much in question <laughs> yeah. um i mean it, pretty much from game three or at the end of game three onward, it was just, it was, it felt like it was a leaning all blues. Um, yeah. And then as far as Colorado, like that's tough. Like I, <laughs> my honest answer is no, they're not going to win that series. Like, but I don't like, if you want the Homer answer, like I really, I think they have a good, I think they have a better shot than it last year. Like this team being different. Oh, for sure. Um, much much, much more, um, many more offensive weapons. I think they're, they're clicking, which I think helps more than to say to go against Colorado right out the gate. Mm. Um, I think we proved last year and Nashville has proven yet again, that if you were to face Colorado right out the gate, you, you can gain yourself no momentum. It's over for you. So mm-hmm. I think literally just winning a series gives the blues some confidence to be like, Hey, we're playing Colorado. Yes. They were like the second or third best team in the standings, but we just beat another team that was, you know, 10 points back from them. And if we can do that, then we can do this. And I think that confidence matters. Um, but again, having said all that, I think they have a much better chance than last year. I still don't think 
it's likely, but like I said before, we even recorded this though. If they beat the Avalanche, then might as well just go win the cup. <laughs> thing. Just do just do that because you just beat like a cup contending team. Because that's kind of how I feel. If you lose the Avalanche, I'm kind of like, well, they're at least making the final. I'm pretty sure. So like, what do you? I don't know. What do you want from me? <laughs> yeah. Um, it feels kind of like <laughs> what do you, when want you play me? like what do you want. You play like the yeah, uh, Iserman, Federov, like red wings and it's like you just get smoked and you're like yeah man like what what do you want me to do uh, yeah <laughs> um like i said i don't think well like you said too i don't think we're gonna get smoked i think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out because i want to say we only played the abs like three times this year uh-huh. because we added another team and we got we got arizona in our division i know that some but, of them we only played three ransom. um okay Well, Ian's internet dropped out there and uh, we lost him for a second. But Ian, you were talking about our prospects against the wild. I believe you'd mostly finished your point. Anything you want to add before I jump in with my hot takes? Um, you know, I don't, I don't know how I don't know how you shut down the avalanche, but you can do it. They have lost games before <laughs> and they can lose games again. What did they get? So they got eliminated by the stars two years ago. Yeah. Did they Dallas get eliminated Stars, by last year's? Um, Vegas. Was it Vegas last year? Yeah, I think so. I think you're right, probably. So, yeah, I mean, they haven't gotten knocked out by a murderer's row. It's possible. I'd say they, they As I said, they don't make it out of the second round. That's kind of their whole thing. That's their shtick. So I'd say the yeah. Blues have like a 30% chance. That's what Hive mind. That's what I was going to say. To be a solid. That's solid. You say that's a solid thirty. You say solid anything, it sounds better. If Bennington stays as sharp as he's been, that's a huge one. We got to get more from our depth. Our Thomas Buchnevich. That line has to obviously fire off. But um, you know, I think I I don't know. I think we're in a we're in a good spot. We've got good rhythm. There's not a lot going into the series you can say like, oh, I'm really worried about X for the Blues. I think it's just the reality of the Avalanche are a scary good team, and it's going to be really hard to beat them under any circumstances. Hmm. Um, and I think they're they're kind of the presumptive Stanley Cup favorites, um, and I presume that they will be those favorites, as I as that word implies. Um, so. Yeah, it's, it's really not an anti-Blues thing to just admit that, in my opinion, they're the team to beat in the entire playoffs. And like you said, if we do beat them, then all bets are off. Um, but mm. I've got to see it before I believe it. Uh, and, I, you know, I'd probably lean towards a six-game series or so that we lose being the way it ends. But I've seen stranger things before. I wouldn't have given the Blues any chance of winning the Stanley Cup even after the um, – who would we beat in the first round that year? Jets. Jets series, yeah. So, like, you know, we're pessimists by nature, but I don't think there are a lot of Blues fans out there saying, like, oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to handle the avalanche. You know, like, mm-hmm. there's, there's no narrative of, like, well, we excel at what uh, – we excel at the avalanche's weakness because they don't got a weakness. 
<laughs> they're pretty much a perfectly built team. So we'll see if the Avalanche trot out their old uh, line of adversity, how they're facing adversity and all that weird stuff they're yeah. doing against Nashville. They're like, we overcame adversity. I'm like, you never lost a game. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. And I, I can I gotta say, like straw man. I kind of like it. Like, I mean, I'm not gonna be any less upset if we lose. Um, but it feels like a boss fight, you know, it feels like this is the way mm-hmm. it's supposed to go. Um, you're supposed to beat the best teams if you're going to win a Stanley cup. And, you know, in our, in our cup, we're on, like, we had a good cup run and we played good teams. I don't mean to really argue that, but it didn't feel like we beat, you know, we didn't get Vegas to Colorado that year. We didn't get Tampa or, um, you know, some star-studded team in the East. The Bruins are great. We we won that cup. Absolutely. I'm not trying to diminish it in any way. Anytime you win the cup, you've won the cup. But like to beat the Colorado Avalanche and then go on to do that, that would be incredible. You know, mm-hmm. so like you want it. Sure, I'd take an easy road to the cup, but there isn't one. So this is our next contest and, and it's what we've got to deal with now. So um Anything else you want to say about the Blues? A few things around the NHL we can talk about before we hang up, but any other Blues thoughts? No, just a, a solid a solid series. I'm super happy that they were able to kind of take that two-season monkey off their back and actually get out of the first round. Feels good. Um, I feel like I don't – whatever they do against Avalanche, I'm happy with until game one and we lose, and I'll be like, God damn it, are you serious? <laughs> Um, I think we got it the same way. I think as long as it's just not an embarrassment mm-hmm. blowout, um, maybe steps. I think I'll feel okay. That's right. But, uh, we'll have to see. You know, that could change on a dime in game one, like you said. Um, around the league, we're going to have three game sevens on Saturday with the. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Mustafa. We love you, but the the the, the Maple Leafs doing what they do um, and crumbling when they had it all in hand. Um, I think I hate to, I hate to say this again. I think they're going to win it this year. I think they're going to do it. Uh, I do too. But God, if they don't, there will be some sort of beautiful evil poetry. (laughs) They can't. I, even I'm like, you can't lose game seven at home, especially with some of the wins they've had so far. And from what I've I've heard of this game, I didn't get to see any of it. It sounds like they, played really well and it's just a couple unlucky bounces or whatever I mean, lightning are obviously anybody, very good yeah i was gonna say though anybody could lose any game to the lightning that's right also, just, also oh, isn't vasilevsky the guy that has that like insane game seven? Oh no that was ben bishop who was like well i think vasilevsky too i think vasilevsky is like a crazy elimination game yeah record yeah he does definitely an elimination game which i guess this would be too Vasilevsky game seven record. Let's see. Um, he's only ever played three? Huh. Oh, anyway. Never mind. <laughs> Let me look up. I think I saw something about his um, elimination game record. But Oh, oh, the stat I saw was following a playoff loss since 2020, Andre Vasilevsky is has a 942 save percentage, 
a 147 goals against average, five shutouts, and Ian, he is 17 and 0. He has never lost back to back games in three playoff years. Uh, God almighty. But no well, team has won two straight in this series. So. I was say, but he, yeah, I was gonna say, but they won this one, so he could lose That's them. Right, <laughs> he's screwed. Um, so that'll be fun, Edmonton. Uh, Edmonton Kings. Now that Edmonton has forced the um, game seven, I think they'll blitz the Kings and just absolutely run them off the ice. Personally, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, like, I think it'll be it will be hilarious if they don't, but I think they will. Um, and then Boston, Carolina, man, that series has been good. After it started looking like it was not going to be good, it's been good. And I'm excited. I hope Carolina wins it because, you know, screw Boston, but that'll be fun. Um, did we talk about Lou Lamorella firing Barry Trotz on here? I don't think so. That was weird. <laughs> it's a choice. It's certainly yeah, a choice you can make. Sounds, sounds like apparently he's a contender in Winnipeg because he's a Manitoban um he has obviously going to be a contender for like vegas and chicago and you would think detroit would be in there detroit philly detroit um philadelphia i mean anybody who has a coaching vacancy right now is obviously going to be looking at barry trots just a weird weird call to me i don't know um i mean it sounded like they had not like strong disagreements, but something, I don't know. It's not yeah. like Lou basically was like, Oh, this team has kind of run its course with them. And I was like, yeah, but the course <laughs> was losing to the eventual Stanley cup champion in the Eastern conference final two years in a row. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then this year, obviously playoffs, playoffs. you had to start with 15. Yeah. I was like, games. you can't give us like one more year. <laughs> I don't know. It just <laughs> felt right. weird. I mean, Islanders yeah. fans who seem actually normally pretty chill with, their front office and stuff ever since they, they got rid of their old GM. It was the first time I ever heard like Islanders fans actually up in arms. Like what the hell is even happening? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I know Trotz can be kind of like lame as far as like, he's just a very defensive coach, very, you know, defensive systems. Um, but he gets results everywhere. He's gone. He gets results. I mean, I know Nashville under his tenure wasn't, some world beater, but he was also like their first coach and they're like a coach for like 11 years there. And then he went to the Capitals and they won a cup. And then mm-hmm. he went to the Islanders and they make the Eastern Conference final two years in a row. Like, yeah, it's, it's, if you're another, if you're a team out there that needs a coach, you're banging down the door to get this guy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jeremy Rutherford tweeted one quote from the night. It's from Jordan Bennington. I tried to have the mindset of going in there and just competing, giving the team a chance to win. It's exciting being out there with the atmosphere and just taking in those final seconds, the excitement of the city and the rink and the boys. It's a good feeling. I want Jordan Bennington to be happy. Damn it. That man deserves all the joy and happiness in the world, even though he is probably a rotten little shit (laughs) in person, but um, that's fine. Yeah, maybe they did it. They done did it. They've got a date with the avalanche. Um, Tomorrow night, we'll find out about the uh, other series. Is, is not all of them because the boys are only the second team um, to advance. But I think Florida and Calgary will both finish there. I think actually, I think all series, all three series end tomorrow night. I think Pittsburgh takes it. Um, I think Florida and Calgary both take their series as, as well. Um, I need some, I need some sort of upset. 
it's been a real good first round, baby. It's been it's been solid hockey all right. the way through. Really, the only series that was even marginally, I mean, it was not marginally a blowout, but the only series that was a blowout at all was uh, is the Colorado one, um, which would not portend well for the Blues, but I don't think we. I think the um, Predators without UC Saros are nowhere close to a playoff team. So that kind of, kind of settles mm-hmm. that, you know, so um, yeah, pretty cool. Hart uh, Trophy finalists are who you'd expect. Matthews, McDavid, Shesterkin, Calder Trophy are um, uh, Sider, Sider, Mort Sider, uh, Trevor Zegris, and how do you do, fellow kids? Um, my Michael Bending, Bunting, Matthew Bunting, Bunting, whatever Bunting. Um, Michael Bunting, right? So, yeah. Um, but it'll be fun. We'll talk about all that stuff in the offseason. For now, the Blues have advanced. That's very exciting. From here to me, honestly, it's all gravy. I know that's kind of a defeatist attitude. Um, I don't mean I'm, I'm in a really good mood. It's just kind of like uh, the Avalanche are really good. So what do you want me to sit here and say, yeah, for sure, we're going to beat them and I will be heartbroken if we don't. That doesn't seem very sane either. You know? <laughs> like, right. I just I yeah, want it I to don't... be a good series. And if we win, phenomenal. Right. Like even going into the series of the wild, like it was like, well, it's 50-50. Who knows? The wild are good. We're good. We'll just see what happens. But like against the Avalanche, it's – I. There's, I'm just not going to heap expectations on it. I just, I, I kind of don't know what to expect while also knowing exactly what to expect in a way. Um, I'm, I'm really excited for it because, like I said, I don't, we haven't played them very much this season, and it'll just be, it's fresh and it's new. Because for the longest time, we knew we were playing the Wild. We were playing the Wild for like the last month. We knew we were going to play them in the playoffs, and now that we've kind of pushed them out of the way, I'm like, oh, something. Something new, something fun, something I didn't know was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's just exciting. Um, we got to the second round, and I'm excited to go further. So, you know, it's almost 2 a.m. here. It's almost 1 a.m. where you know, right. Punch the I'm moon. Uh, that's right. Punch the sun right out of the sky or punch the moon because it's nighttime. I see what you did. If you, pu- if you punch the sun out of the sky, then it is nighttime. You know? <laughs> That's true. That's how that works. So uh, for Ian and me, well, Ian will say goodbye to you because he speaks for himself. He's an independent man. But I will just say, you know, Michael Russo sucks. Uh, Marcus Felina sucks. <laughs> Jordan Bennington isn't nervous. And neither am I. Good night, everybody. <laughs> see ya. <laughs>
Find out. 